Hello, hi, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you so much for um, allowing us to take a bit of your time this afternoon. So no I already told everyone that the topic for today is introduction to um, hospitality. So we'll allow you to introduce yourself, Lisa. Okay, hi everyone. My name is um, Chef Gibbs. Uh, my full name is Gwalabal Gibbs Adebaki. I'm a private chef. Um, I consult in the hospitality space and I'm also in the performing arts space. Um, I've been working for about, I've been working in the hospitality space uh, as an employee for about six years, after which I now run my own business. Um, uh, yeah, basically, that's basically who I am. And I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Um, before I go ahead, I would like to um, reemphasize that Chef Gibbs, Gibbs is uh, a WAVE alumnus, and we're very grateful for your support always. Um, so how did you get into this industry? So I know the hospitality industry is not so popular amongst our youth. So what got you into this industry? Okay. Um, first of all, I've always had the inclination for the industry from okay. as far back as um, secondary school. I've always been interested in the space. But officially, I got into the industry officially. Um, I think this was 2013, after my program okay. with uh, Academy. Uh, I got my first mm -hmm. job in Cafe Neo as a coffee barista. And mm -hmm. yeah, so that's my official introduction into the space. So you started as a coffee barista, and now you're a chef. Um, you do a private chef, you also do your own consultancy. Um, how, well, I, how would you describe it? Uh, maybe I should, I should also mention that before, okay. so when I use the word officially, I use the word officially okay. as, um, as, as an employee, even though before, okay. before then I had been um, practicing uh, as a food production person, someone in the food production space. So I'd been okay. um, doing small events selling food, doing small events, and um, even though it wasn't, it wasn't professionally done, but it was something that, because I always like to say that no experience is lost, so this is something that I, I started doing before I did my weight training, then I advanced into um, professional jobs. Hmm. So, thank you very much for that. Um, thank you very much for that. So, um, Thank you so much, viewers, for your comments. We'll definitely get back to some of those questions soon. But we'd like to know about your journey so far, Chef Gibbs. How has the journey been so far from being a coffee barista now being a chef? How would you describe that journey? Um, the journey has been very unique. Um, I like to always acknowledge everyone's journey. I believe that everyone's journey is valid. Um, however, okay. up until where you are today, Every experience that you may have acquired along the way is valid, and for me, it's been unique. It's been, it's been, it's been, it's, it's not been easy. Um, it's been lows and highs, here and there, but it's been, it's been, it's, it's been something that I have appreciated over time, and I would not take it for granted. Or uh, I don't have any regrets. I don't have anything that um, I would say I look back on and wish never happened. Everything has been an experience that I cherished and has made me the person that I am today. Um, I started as an entry-level staff, and I've worked my way up to management manager positions, uh, and now as a as an entrepreneur running my own business. Um, it's not it's not rosy. It's it's been a lot of difficult moments, a lot of tiring moments, a lot of 
questioning myself, questioning my dream, questioning my passion. But every along the way, every single step brings you to the point of your resolve. Why are you doing this? Why am I in this space? And appreciating that I'm here for the right reasons. Okay. So um, thank you very much for that. Um, I know that the hospitality industry can be quite challenging. Please, can you share some of the challenges you faced and how you were able to overcome them? Okay, so um, the hospitality industry is a very unique space. Um, it's almost like it's, it's an industry that stands on its own um, and probably doesn't share a lot of um, similarities with other industries. And so um, just like every other industry, there are a lot of challenges, but some challenges that are probably unique to the space. Uh, one of the things that I always say is reinvention. Reinvention is one thing that is very unique, especially now even in this COVID period. Every 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 business has has had to face that question: How do I reintroduce myself to the market? How do I reinvent myself? How do I release creative ways to stay relevant? So that's one challenge that is very very unique to the industry. Um, um, customer service is another challenge that is very unique to the industry. Um, you know. In the hospitality space, they always say the customer is right. That might not apply in, in some other industries. Um, in some other industries, you might find the customer um, is um, cannot do without the service provider. But in the hospitality space, the service provider needs the customer to thrive. And so that's another challenge. So I'm, I'm amongst many other challenges, um, finances, financial, and so much more. But yes, I, I like to take this for as unique challenges as the industry faces. Mm. Thank you very much for that. So um, my role at WAVE, um, I, I work as a recruitment um, manager, and a lot of the young people complain about, because of the entry-level position, this, the salaries are not like a lot, then managing that kind of salary with transportation costs and still the long hours. So how, what, what do you have to say about this, and how can we then encourage um, the young people that want to enter into or get into this um, industry. Oh, okay, great. Um, I think I think first of all, it's important to note that um, the hospitality space um, globally has a okay. has a very similar way of um, running. So a lot of people always believe that um, abroad, if you work in a hotel, you would you're making millions, uh, even if you are a dishwasher. But it's not true. Because I, have, I know people that work in these spaces abroad and entry-level people get um, um, very uh, uh, low-income earners as well in some businesses. And so you'll find that if you're coming to this, into the space, you must first of all be driven by, um, by a result. This is what you want to do. I know that a lot of people are in this space because it's probably one of the easiest jobs to get out there. So you find a lot of um, it's, uh, a lot of people in the space are not necessarily skilled in, um, like for example, now um, dishwashing. What skills exactly do you need to wash dishes? You just need to be available to do it, and they will train you on the job. And so you find a lot of people come into the space because it's very, very, it's readily available. But a lot of times you come into the space because it's readily available, but you still want to to earn the um, the salary that skilled workers are earning. So it might not necessarily be possible that way. So it's important that whatever Whatever level that you are coming into the space as, you must identify what the trend of earnings for that level is. So if, for example, waiters earn forty to 45,000 Naira 
or 30 to 35,000 Naira, do your research. What is the industry saying? Is that what is earned across board? What can I do to increase my, my value offering that I would get to the point where I would earn more? Um, do I need to, um, um, what skills do I need to get to maybe get to supervisory roles, to get to um, um, management roles that would make me earn more money, to get to team, lead, team leadership roles? So these are questions you need to ask yourself. You don't need to ask yourself, uh, you don't need to um, belittle entry-level positions. Entry-level positions are there for a reason. Every, 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 level, every level in the hierarchy of the hospitality industry exists for a reason. Somebody must occupy these positions, and, and, and there is a growth pattern that allows you to advance from one level to another. So those are questions you should be asking instead of complaining. So people, anyone that complains, I always tell them, complaining will not take you to where you need to get to. Evaluate the, the industry. Evaluate your, your, your position and see how you can advance. That's the way to go, go about it. Hmm. Thank you very much for that. So there's always a career path you just need to identify how you can learn and take advantage of any opportunity that comes your way from a kitchen assistant, you can become a chef, from a waiter, you can become a supervisor and all of that. Um, so what keeps you motivated? Um, do you have a family so that supports you or is, are you just self-motivated? Okay, so um, I must say that um, motivation is relative, but one thing that I know for certain that I would say anywhere this might, um, a lot of people might not um, agree with this, but I always say this. You must know how to motivate yourself. Self-motivation is the key to sustaining anything. I know that it's not easy because um, um, I always say the opposite of self-motivation is depression. Because um, in, um, even on the job, people get depressed. In life, people get depressed. On the job, people get depressed. You get to a point where you're just tired and you don't want to go on. You are, you're frustrated. Maybe um, um, someone, your teammates or your boss are upsetting you. Nigeria is is upsetting you. Um, the traffic, um, the people you meet it's on the road. There's just, there's just a lot of things to get you unmotivated. So it's important that at every point in time, you get to a point in your own life where you are your constant source of motivation. So for me... That's, that's been very key. Self-motivation. It's not been easy. Oh, trust me. It's not been very easy. But I have to get to the point. There are, some, there are days where at night I'm just in my mind, in my own feelings, and I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Who sent me a message? Why am I doing this? Do I really want to do this? What exactly is the end goal? What am I going to achieve? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? So when I get to that point, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, well, yes, after like maybe very long, uh, very long time of um, feeling sad, feeling this, feeling that. Eventually, I get to a point where I'm like, you know what? I, I the, the, this is my resolve. This is why I'm here. This is why I'm in this space. This is why I'm in this. In this. And I believe that a lot of people that have thrived in the space too have gotten to this point of of of, of um, feeling down to getting back up. I always tell people, if you get to the point where you are down, embrace that emotion, embrace that feeling. Don't chase it away like it's some some foreign feeling, like um, I'm not supposed to feel this way. That's a lie. Even the biggest people in the industry feel bad. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a chef that I, that I that's one of my mentors that I look, look up to. And I think two years ago, he talked about um, when there was no income coming in, and there was no profit rather coming in, 
every income that was coming in was going to either paying salaries or putting overhead or this or that. Yes. He wasn't able to record any substantial profits. And so it, it, it really got him very sad. And so you, someone like me, you probably look at that person and be like, wow, so this, this chef can actually have bad days like this. It's impossible. He's someone that looks like God. So every single person has those moments. So the question is, how do you rise? How do you deal with those times? And how do you advance? Hmm. Thank you very much. Um, something I'm taking away is embrace that feeling. Like even when you're feeling down, don't just try to manage it like at that point. Just embrace it. Be mindful. And then you walk around it. Um, at the beginning, you said you were passionate about food. Are passionate about learning about food before you be before you started this journey. Do you need to be passionate before you can work in the hospitality industry? Is passion required? I think I, I think you need to be passionate before you can work anywhere. A lot of people say that if I want to work in a bank, why do I, do I need to be passionate about money? So the, the the thing about passion is passion doesn't passion isn't necessarily a direct feeling. Like for example, now I've worked in the corporate space. And I realized that I couldn't do it after a while. So even even in the hospitality space, I've done managerial positions, I've done office jobs. And I, I realized that, oh, no, I'm, I'm more of a field person. I'm more of an out there speaking to the customer kind of person. But I realized that even while I was on the job, because I was on the job, I needed to find something to drive me, right? And so because of that, I, I had to sit down and think about it. Like, is there anything in this office, on this table, that I am passionate about? Is there anything in, on, in, in this spreadsheet, in this booklet that I'm passionate about? And I realized that even in the office, I was able to find my passion. If it was um, when it was time to train my teammates, uh, when it was time to organize things, when it was time to um, um, structure the event for the day, event for the week, when it was time to um, do cold calls, talk to customers, handle orders, I realized that these things were things that I was excited about. These were things that I could do over time for. So at that point, I, I then thought about it that, okay, in every single space that you find yourself, whether by chance, whether, whether by, by unfortunate circumstance, you, you can find a way to find passion in it. So yes, passion is important because it's, it's, it's a factor that drives you. We cannot question that. It's a factor that drives you. But I would say that Passion can be found. Okay. So the same way passion can be in it is the same way passion can be learned. So in human behavior, so I did a little bit of science in, in university, and we're taught human behavior. And some of the things we're taught is le learned behavior, in its behavior, imprinted, and things like that. So as passion is in it, it can be learned. So you just have to give yourself a chance to find what you are passionate about and let it motivate you and drive you. Awesome. I, I need to take a I need to take a note of this. Passionate can be in it and can also be found. And can also be found. Thank you so much. Um so that really interests me in certification because a lot of people believe in certification, certification, certifica certifications, go to university, um, even as a waiter, I'm aspiring to become a supervisor, you need to get like some some additional training qualification and all of that. So what's your view on that? Um, so I think that certification is, is, um, is, is important. I think okay. it's, um, 
the, the same way you you so the way the way the way I divide it so education is formal and informal right we know that okay. so um, in any space you can learn something formally and you can learn it informally so imagine if for example your father is a renowned lawyer is a son you're also treading the path of law and there are some cases that are very difficult for you to um, deal with. And you go to your father and he, he, he schools you in, in, in those kind of cases. Will you say because your father doesn't give you a certificate that you haven't learned anything from him? No, you won't say that. So mm. formal education, informal education, very key. So, for example, now formal education for me, I, I went to um, University of Lagos. I studied zoology. I went to Wave Academy. I, 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 I studied um, intricate things about the hospitality, uh, about hospitality management. I went to Umami uh, Culinary School. Um, so these, these are examples of, of my journey in the formal education space. But informal education, um, I've trained some of the best chefs in Nigeria, top chefs in Nigeria. I spent months with them, learning tricks of the trade. I've, I've trained with, 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 with some of the greatest minds in the, in, in the space whether it's um, a paid internship or, or, or just maybe my auntie or something, and I went to spend some months in the office and I stayed there doing some work. And so this knowledge that I've amassed with these people, because I don't have certification to back it up, doesn't make it invalid. Absolutely not. So I always say to people, um, like people, some people that will come into my, my DMs and ask me about how they can become chefs, and um, train because a lot of them don't have um, the the finances to go to culinary school. So how can you? I always advise people: if you hear of any workshops, go for it. If you get the opportunity to train with chefs, go for it. If you get the opportunity to attend short programs, go for it. These are all um, um, examples of how you can advance yourself in the industry. Um, online research. So a lot of these curriculums that we go to school to learn are already online. A lot of the papers that professors give to their students in classrooms are online. Publications that we learn from are online. So when you when you are in, in your bid to raise funds to go for these programs, what are you doing in that spare time? Are you doing your research? Are you increasing your knowledge? So these are things that we need to start asking ourselves. So because I know that question of certification is on everyone's lips. See the days of um, I'm a two one first class. Um, this thing older. Those days are slowly slowly. Going, going by this this covid period has made all of us understand that the people that are retaining jobs are not necessarily people with certificates are the people that have, have um, solutions they are thinking of solutions on the go creative solutions and this 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 covid period has, has hit everyone and made everyone rethink their ideas i know doctors that are that are cooking chicken in their houses and selling it i know i know i know i know bankers that in the pure way, it was lockdown and they couldn't go anywhere. We're doing online, online classes, online um, 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 training, and things like that. So we need to we need to um, reevaluate um, how we look at certification, especially in Nigeria. Like um, um, in in my days of training and employing and recruitment, I'll find a lot of people coming with a certificate, and they believe that because they are first class earners. It was their right to get certain jobs, and I always say, like, okay, you are a first class, um, first class um, um, student. 
why should I give you the job? Should I give exactly. you the job that you, 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 you graduated from the first class? Absolutely not. Because a lot of these people come into the space and we realize that they, they, their capacity to do some of the things on the job is less than 50%. And there are mm. people that don't, they are probably third class, and maybe because um, they've, they've done a lot of research, they've learned a lot of things, are able to do more than these guys. So who, who gets to earn the job? It's the, it's the guys that, that know what they're what they bringing to the table. So it's important that beyond your certification, you increase your knowledge. So the, 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 mm. the lesson to learn from this is increase your knowledge, increase your value proposition, increase, increase, increase. Mm. Thank you very much for that, for breaking it down um, clearly to all of our viewers. Um, something that's, that's really interesting to us, to everyone, is networking. Because you, you started as entry level and now you're a business owner. How would you say networking affected your success um, to own your own business? Networking. Well, networking, very key. Um, I, 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 I'll say this. All the jobs, so in the in the six years that I worked, um, shall I say all the jobs? Let me say 90%, just so that I don't um, um, give wrong statistics. So 90% of the jobs that I've done were either by referral or by, um, or by, or through networking. So I've not had to send my CV to 20 companies asking, applying for a job. So, yes, I would go in for interviews, but a lot of times it's by referral. Someone saying that I know someone that can do the job for you, and I'll go in and get the job by myself. And so, networking is very key. I know a lot of people say that um, um, the the statement of "it is who you know that gets you in into in, on gets you a seat on the table" is, is wrong. There is there is the there is the part of who you know. There's the part that it has to play in, 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 in the big picture. And there's the part of what you know. So they, they both work hand in hand. They both mm -hmm. work hand in hand. I know, I know of people that have sent CVs to 20,000 companies, and out of 20,000 companies, 10 will call them and they'll get the job. It works. It works either way. There is no, there is, there is, there is no fixed um, say on this. But I'll have to tell you that networking is very key, especially as you advance. As you advance, you build your network. There are people that I did jobs for um, four years ago when I was an employee that see me now and they're like, oh, can you come and do this for me? And I'm sure, oh, absolutely, I would, I'll be, I'm able to do, to do this. So very key. Networking cannot be overemphasized. It's very important. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you for... Um sharing that information with us please viewers if you have any questions for our dear facilitator kindly put your question in the comments box um so you mentioned that you are a chef and also a performer so i just wanted to um get more information about that. i'm actually very curious because I, I looked at your page i saw these very interesting um photos so i just wanted to hear your your comments on that okay yeah so i <laughs> You would, you would think that um, because of a lot of people question, questioning me on this, that you think that by now I probably would have stopped one. <laughs> but, well, um, I'm, I am very passionate about, I'm, I'm very passionate about the performing arts space, and I'm very passionate about the food. And 
these two spaces have worked for me. I thrive okay. in both spaces. I thrive in both spaces and I am able to function excellently in both spaces. And so it's almost like, for example, now classic example, last year um, from December to January, I was on stage. Um, I was on stage. I was fully booked on stage, but I had one free day that I, that I did a private dinner. And so um, because I was able to um, sort of manage my, my time properly, I was able to, I, I was good for December to January. So the only, the only disadvantage that I might say using that example would probably be customers that would want me or, um, every other day that I was on stage. But the way it works for me is, so a lot of the time, a lot of times, people ask me this question because of financial reasons. That okay. uh, do I get um, which one pays me more? And so because people ask me that um, question that way, I always say to them that it's not about what pays me more. Both industries pay me well. And okay. because they pay me well, I'm able to sustain myself doing both of them. But in terms of what gives me joy, what makes me happy, both of them makes me happy. And so I'm able to stay doing both of mm. them. And um, as, a, as, as a food, as a, food um, as a culinarian, I've been able to do some programs that I'm proud of myself doing. As a performing artist, I have produced shows that are excellent international standard shows. And so because it's something that I'm able to sit down and properly articulate before I'm ex I, 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 I execute, why should I stop either of them? So that's hmm. the way I Thank you for allowing me to ask you that question. I know it's a bit um, personal to you, so thank you no for problem. allowing me. Um, so at the beginning of the um, session, you mentioned that you started as a coffee barista and then you were able to go fast. So I'm thinking that amongst your peers, I, I don't know if all of you grew at the same pace, but I was hoping you would tell tell me or tell our viewers what set you apart. Like, what were the extra things that you were doing? When you were talking, you mentioned a lot of things around research. So I want to know those extra things that you did that made you grow maybe faster than your peers or that set you apart from your peers. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that's, uh, I, I'll, I'll say this. Let me, let me say this. Um, so there's something, when my father heard that I was working as a coffee barista, he was very upset. <laughs> he was very upset because, um, like I said, a lot of entry-level positions in the hospitality space are for not-so-skilled workers. And so, um, um, and also because of the knowledge that a lot of people have about entry-level positions. And so, when someone, like someone already asked, what is a coffee barista? And so this is classic, classic knowledge across Nigeria. Like coffee barista, what is that? What is that? You a graduate? What are you doing working as a coffee barista? And truth be told, a lot of people at the point of my training that were in that thing that were working with me were people that that um, probably maybe didn't finish secondary school or were SSC holders or you would um, um, forgive my um, lack of better words, stone off the street. And so you would you would you would say ah classic Nigeria would say what is a graduate doing 
doing this kind of job with these people. Yes, and so exactly. If, 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 if you use that to do a survey, to do a, a survey, you would learn that to excel in any position, there is um, personality traits apply to advance, and there's also um, knowledge, and there's knowledge. also experience. So, um, and this is where I don't question people that go to university. I don't question it. So I, I, I can say that um, the knowledge that you learn growing in the university space, you can learn it in, by yourself, in your house, maybe growing up and down, um, um, going online, going on YouTube, going on Google, going to visit your friends in school and stuff. But you cannot take away the experience. You cannot say because... Um, because um, you don't want to discredit someone that didn't go to university, you take away the experience of someone that went to university. You, I don't think we should say that. So, mm -hmm. in terms of what sets someone apart in, in that kind of space, I would say that every single factor is important. Behavioral traits. So, like someone like me, for example, now, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an outspoken person, I'm a go getter, I'm an out there person. So, when you see, so like in, 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 the, in the coffee shop, we had something called self-service. But there's, there are days where I just didn't feel all right having my, my customers. So they'll place the order. They'll go see that. Maybe they are busy doing something. And when mm -hmm. their order is ready, I will. So my one, your order is ready. I just didn't feel. There are, some, there are some times where I just wouldn't feel all right doing that. And so I will serve the customer and find out how they are. And some customers will. We're so moved by that gesture and tip everybody. And so um, the other staff will be like, oh, you come again, oh, you come again, oh. It stays self-service. Why are you serving customers? Um, but I, I got some part out of it. You mentioned that as a coffee barista, because of your bubbly and lively personality, you are not just fine with doing the, the minor, the minimum. You, you did extra to make everything more, you know, engaged with your customers and all of that. Um, yeah, so awesome. So somebody asked a question. So a lot of questions came in around the pandemic. How does one stay motivated during this pandemic as a young person working in the hospitality industry? How do you stay motivated during this pandemic? You know, this particular question that you just asked now is a question that has been asked globally. So I was going through a survey that was done in the hospitality space and um, um, employees were asked the question of how do you stay motivated? Do you depend on your employer to keep you motivated? You know, I belong to some WhatsApp groups and, and a lot of the admins are looking for ways to keep their members engaged and motivated because we find a lot of people depressed. There's, there's a lot of talk on... on um, on um, mental health in this period and so these are things that people are talking about so um i believe that we have the responsibility as uh, as humans to keep ourselves motivated we also okay. have a responsibility as um as uh, so employers also have a responsibility to keep their staff motivated so um okay. the same way um you try so hard to keep your business running you have to realize that the employees are part of your business 
and you want to keep them motivated as much as possible. Uh, so, for example, now, um, in the hospitality space where you have um, some business still running and these businesses um, have to... So, because of the curfew that has been given um, where the business will run from 8 p.m. to 10... 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. and you still find some businesses closing at 9.45, you cannot tell me that you close the business by 9.45 and you tell your staff to go home and exactly. come back the next morning. It's not possible. So part of the motivation is providing accommodation for your staff. Part of the motivation is um, um, providing feeding. So that way, they won't ask you questions about increasing their salary or reducing their salary and things like that. So uh, everyone has a responsibility to make this work. We have a responsibility. Employees have a responsibility. Employers have a responsibility. Um, 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 customers have a responsibility in this period it's not it's not it's it's it's, it's it won't be fair for a customer to come and to have a um, to have outrageous demands in this period outrageous expectations in this period um, um it won't be fair for a customer to not listen in this period so um i i, I went to the supermarket to buy something and the security guy was trying to um check the temperature of a customer and to do the sanitizer um check and the customer was all mad why, why, why are you doing this why this i've already done my business. and so uh, that's a very common thing that you find happening in this period. And so that, that staff at that, at that point in time might feel very sad and very annoyed. If possible, might even shout back, Madam, I'm just trying to do my job. I'm just trying to do my job. So, <laughs> so it's important. Everyone has the responsibility to keep ourselves in check because this is a very, very sad period for all of us, especially the hospitality space. Mm. Thank you very much for that. Um... Somebody asked again, and the person said, "What additional innovation? What additional innovative things can the um, hospitality industry do to stay relevant during this pandemic?" Okay, so um, everyone is thinking creative now. So we're all thinking creative. What can we do to be creative? How can we stay relevant? So depending on the space. Uh, so for example, now. Um, um, in the service industry, in the retail space, a lot of retail providers are, are giving solutions with deliveries, with, um, with um, um, order curation. So you find a lot of people... Um, so, like, I've seen a lot of businesses do group sales. So, for example, now, you cannot expect one family to buy a whole cow. And so, so um, retailers are giving you the option of an estate. Estates purchase, estate sales. So you find um, you can you can group yourself and do like community purchases, one cow for an estate, and they split it up. And you find that you spend the same four thousand five hundred naira that you used to go to the market to buy a, a, to buy cuts of meat, or you're buying it as a convenience now because everyone in the estate is group coming together to buy mm -hmm. to buy this. In a normal, a service provider will find this as very stressful. Like sure. um, they won't necessarily want to put that extra amount to provide that service. But now we find that if you don't provide that service, you're going to stay irrelevant. So everyone is, is bringing up solutions to stay relevant. So that's one example. Um, I know the retailers are doing in the food space. We find um, we find um, people doing extra checks on their stock and inventory. So uh, in, in a normal in a normal space, you find um, and people increasing their menu options so that they can look very attractive and relevant. But you find out that not everything is selling. And you need to stock them um, um, and um, things, okay. things need to go out. 
things need to be sold and so people are reducing options and um and increasing um taste taste profiles of of what what is available and so um that is also uh, an example another example people utilizing the online platform very well yes um the online space more than ever before has received huge tractions now you find people um taking advantage learning um learning what they what they didn't know before um so that's another way um there's also um and people thinking beyond the now so this uh, the covid period has helped us to realize that there's so much more that we can do there's there's a global perspective to our business there's there are people are thinking sustainability people are thinking health and hygiene practices um the hospitality space is evolving um first and foremost now we are it's almost like we're now going back to what we learned in school. So um, a lot of a lot of things that were that a lot of practices that that businesses are adopting now in the in, in your strategy space are things that were were taught in school that people never really took um, took um, um, took advantage of. So um, um, use of sanitizers, uh, spraying down, cleaning up, you know, in kitchens using bleach uh, to clean down and things like that. These are things that people uh, took as um, a, too much work, too much work. Uh, we don't need to necessarily do it all the time. But now mm. it's compulsory because health workers and um, um, health regulators are coming to your space now and they're checking if you are covering your hair, if you are using your nose mask, if you're wearing gloves, if you're cleaning down properly, if you're using the right hygiene practices, if you're using the right PPEs. So no one, no, no, no one is overlooking practices Anything. anymore. So yeah, yes. everyone is adopting the right, the right, uh, the right. Uh, practices the the right avenues to doing things like everyone is on their toes now ensuring that things are properly done very very true very very true especially even the online platforms logistics um everybody doing what they're supposed to do taking all the right measures to ensure that um the foods are the food being cooked are healthy enough for consumers um thank you very very yeah. much sir for for sharing all of that. So now all our viewers are excited. They're ready to join the industry. So how do they begin? They want to join, but how? How do they start? I think you need to identify where you want to where you want to work. Um, okay. Don't be first of all, don't be afraid. Don't be once you identify where you want to work, don't be afraid. I know, okay. I know. If you, if you think that um, you want to work in the kitchen, don't be afraid to work in the kitchen. No, no matter the myth, no matter the stories you've heard, no matter the the stories that have uh, discredited the industry or the space that you want to work, no matter what you've heard, do not be afraid to work in the space that you've identified. I hope you enjoyed our session today, and we train and do recruitment. So yeah, if you have any young person looking for um, learning opportunities and job opportunities, please slide into our DM or um, call the number on our bio and we will be able to reach out to them because Web is currently organizing online training for young people. Um, thank you guys for staying tuned. We're very grateful to all our viewers. The next web series will happen on Thursday. Feel free to please tune in. And if you have any questions, any suggestions, any feedback, please send it to us via our um, Wave Academy's um, DM.
Um, so we've come to the end of today's program. Thank you very much. Have a lovely evening ahead. Bye-bye.